welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Tom Vergus, and again, I'm joined by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Welcome, Jürgen. Hi, Tom. Good to be with you again. What are we talking about today? I want to talk today about where are you leading from? And it was based on a conversation I was having last week with a leadership team Mm -hmm. in Sydney. And we were talking about, as you know, there are many different types of leadership models. Mm. And one of the things we were talking about was the difference between leading from the front, leading from the middle, and leading from the back. Mm. And I thought, that would make an interesting topic for a podcast because the team who were there had many different views on it. Okay. And one of the things that made it fun was that it was quite a multicultural leadership team. So people were able to bring their own insights hmm. uh, into it. So what is the difference between leading from the front, the middle and the back? Ah, good question. <laughs> so if you think about leadership in the... So, In fact, there are more than 360 different definitions of leadership Mm. in the literature. But they all have, in some variety, involving a leader, followers, and a situation, right? Mm. Those three components are there. And one of my quotes that I really like around leadership, which is done by Manso Javidan, was really a leader, leadership is about the ability to uh, influence Um, motivate uh, someone to contribute to organizational success. So whatever it is, what the leader is trying to do is get the best performance out of the individual. So when we were talking about the front, the middle, and the back, our traditional model of leadership is about the leader being in the front. So if you think of, of it in a Western construct, you know, traditionally it's about the person being on the horse, mm. You know, follow me and, you know, charge into the battle. All our sporting language is built around that, isn't it? The leader leader on the race at the moment is the person at the front. That's right. It's always about going from the front. And it's like, follow me, folks, Mm. right? And I will go into that, which is very, very appropriate in many situations. However, the point that we were discussing in the team was that that is not the only model of leadership. Hmm. So if, if you look at the, what does it mean to be in the middle, like to lead from the middle? I think to lead from the middle is around being a leader that is far more uh, democratic, far more consensus driven, engages in conversations, asks for input, looks at presenting themselves as being part of the team. What is it that you need? Hmm. Rather than saying, this is the way we should do it, follow me, the message is more around, let's do this thing together. Hmm. That's leadership from the middle. And leadership from the back, for me, is really around, in certain teams, a good leader is looking at what are the things I need to help put into place so that my team can flourish. I think, for instance, of highly competent professional teams which are made up today of, say, knowledge workers, 
who know what they're doing, like they're really smart, they probably know more than the leader themselves. Mm. And a good leader there is really around how do I stand at the back and move my team along. And support them. Mm, and support them. Okay. Yeah. And I also think also in the context of spiritual leaders, like the Dalai Lama, for instance, are people like that, you know, very much leading from behind. Mm-hmm. So you've given a good example of leading from behind. Do you have some examples of leading from the front and leading from the middle? Well, I think leading from the front, you see that in any of the standard textbooks. I mean, you look at most organizations, most of the models that we have is people leading from the front because mm-hmm. there is something about, okay, I am the leader, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I think that you can see that. Leading from the middle, I've seen a lot of this. When I used to uh, work with clients who are from the Nordic countries, mm-hmm. you know, say Sweden, Denmark, Norway, all those places, there was a lot of that leadership from the middle. It was just inevitable. There was a lot of consensus. There were lots of discussions, lots of dialogue, and even the organizational chart. So one particular client I worked with, in the organizational chart for the Swedish firm, there were just three layers. Okay. Three layers. Used to be quite long, yeah, yeah. but only three layers, right? That same organization in India had nine layers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which again demonstrates cultural agility, mm. cultural intelligence. So yeah. they were able to adapt. But I saw that the way they used to lead was very much that consensus-driven model, which a lot of the work at that time with the teams there was around how do I, in fact, step up in some of the other countries? Because the the consensus-driven model wasn't working Hmm. in some of the more hierarchical cultures. Hmm. So which model works best in which situation then? I think as a leader, the ability to switch is important. Hmm. So A, recognize that we all have a preference, right? We have a preference among the three. You have a preference, your natural style would be into one. At the same time, we need to recognize, especially if we're working across cultures and working across the globe, there are times I just need to be cognizant of how do I switch and consciously how do I switch? What are some of the words I use? What are some of the languaging that I need to demonstrate? What are some of the non-verbal language? What sort of body language do I bring into the scenario? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, so a good leader will have the ability to understand each of the styles, know what their natural style perhaps is that, that they would default to under pressure. Yep. But then have enough awareness of the environment, the culture that they're in, and also the particular situation as to what leadership style is most appropriate. That's correct. So, for instance, we talked about the Nordics, Sweden, etc. If you go into Sweden and lead from the front and say, just, I'm the one in charge, just follow me, it, it, just, it, it just wouldn't work. Hmm. Like, it just wouldn't work. People would look at you going, who do you think you are? You know, like that would be the reaction. Mm. Whereas if you, did, uh, if you didn't do the, hey, I know what I'm doing, trust me, in a place like, say, India, mm. right? and you say, well, what do you think we should do? Or we, again, like it, it, people would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, well, aren't you the leader? Aren't you supposed to know? 
right? So it, it's not about one is better than the other. I think the conversation is really more around how do we distinguish between them? So with this team, because they work in multiple cultures, one of the, the reason why this conversation came up was I was talking to them about being adaptable, being agile, not, not just taking one style of leadership mm. and then expecting that it, w- it would work effectively. So again, how do we demonstrate agility? How do we broaden our repertoire I, so that we can be more effective? Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. And I imagine with a multicultural team like that in one location, they were in one location. Yep. Right? So then you have all those different preferences as to how they might want Correct. to be led or naturally uh, tend to being led. And yep. so the adaptability and changes is important. was important. So the leadership team itself were in one location, but their subsidiaries were in other parts of the world. Hmm. So they had, they traveled, hmm. uh, they had, teams in other parts of the world, they had customers in other parts of the world. So that, that, that was where we talked about this, the importance of understanding what's my style, what's my preference, mm. and how do I recognize that and be able to adapt. Mm. And so I, I put the challenge out to them is to go test it out, try it out, see yeah. what it's like. You know, and we're catching up again uh, in uh, 90 days and it's going to, come back, try feed us back to how yeah. it's worked. And I think some people will find that it's worked well, it's, worked, it's been quite easy. I think other people would struggle. So how, how does the leader recognize when their style isn't really having the right impact and, and how do they make the switch? You need to pay attention, right? I mean, awareness is, is obviously, in, in any of the situations as a leader, you need to be aware so it's, it's having your antenna up. But it's also doing research beforehand. So for instance, if I'm going to talk to a team, I'll use Sweden again, or if I'm going to the Netherlands, right, you know, I've got a, my understanding of them, if I've done some pre-read on that, would, would get me to think about, okay, how do I adapt to that style? As compared to say, if I'm going to India, or I'm going to Japan, mm. you know, again, what do I know about that? How do I do that? So I, I think it's just really around some uh, some awareness, but it's also some prep. Hmm. You know, being being prepared. Yeah, being prepared is is always good advice for any, in, all in, situations. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. All right. Well, what's the reflection point you want to leave the listener today? I'd, I'd like to leave the listener with firstly. Where do you think your preference is? So you have to choose leading from the front, leading from the middle, or leading from the back. Which is your preference? Mm. You know, where is your natural style uh, that you kind of sit in? That's the first thing. The second thing is once you've identified your natural style, and it's, it's not scientific, you, know, you will know intuitively mm-hmm. which one do you fit in. How do you then learn to broaden your repertoire? Mm. How do you try something different i think those would be the two points i'd like to uh, to leave them with and probably maybe the, a third uh, aspect would be once you've tried something different how did that feel like what did you learn from it mm. you know because some things would have worked yeah. and perhaps other things may not have worked accordingly so that's a great reflection point on thinking well what do i need to shift or what do i need to do differently because it's con- it's continuous learning Jürgen, right i mean it's where all of us are yeah. evolving that's right. 
what was the quote you shared with us on the last episode about I can't believe how stupid I was two weeks ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Tom. Great. Thank you, Jürgen. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.